Nah, we're still going. This is a, this is a, this is that flip that's going down one lane. It's hard to work. It's the world we living in. It's the world we living in. Uh, White Sox executive vice president Kenny Williams needed time. I've been struggling with how to start this whole conversation, he said. The conversation has been about race, equality, violence, and social un- unrest across the struggling nation. The Sox have been relatively quiet, relatively quiet since George, Flo- George Floyd's death at the knee of Minneapolis, Minneapolis police officer. Uh, but Williams finally spoke uh, out 35 um, uh, compelling minutes on Sox TV. Uh, he has been watching and listening. I've got to say that thank you to all the people with all the different backgrounds I've seen out there in the streets. Black Lives Matter, as Williams said, black people alone cannot erase racism no, uh, no more than black people could have sold, uh, solved slavery. We need white people to do that. So when I was named the White Sox general manager, he was the first African-American GM in Chicago history and the third in major league history. And I go home and on the side of my house is no N-word should uh, run the White Sox, mm-hmm. capital white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurt. It hurt. I called my father. He told me to get my sons who were 9, 11, to 13, and I showed them uh, what was written on and what it meant and what it meant for them tomorrow. And I had to take some of uh, the innocence away. You have to protect your kids. You have to uh, take a little bit of the innocence away to make sure that they're right, that, that the right things out there so they're not next and what's been going on with uh, a long line of victims. He also talked about how his father was going uh, out um, uh, uh, California, I believe it's uh, Oakland. No, that this I think they moved from Oakland when his father was going to try to uh, be a, um, a firefighter. I oh, think because okay. he was. I thought not, that was, was in San Jose. Yeah, some it was yeah. a sand. It was definitely a sand. I think San Jose. I don't know if it's San Jose. That's close, that's San close to Oakland. Okay, yeah. but uh, he was talking about how you know basically people were knocking on their door. There were threats, and that also goes back to one of the things I always talk about: the middle class, the middle, the middle class, and how we're frozen out of the middle class here in Chicago, of uh, people of color when those middle-class jobs go to people that don't live in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were threatening his father because the last thing they want is for more black people to get in the fire department and they look at his issue to taking food off their plate. And we have to pay attention to stuff like that. Um, but uh, he was saying that his father, because his father would be gone, because, you know, a firefighter has to be gone for like, what, three days out of the week or something like that? Like something they're like, on, yeah. Yeah, they're they, on, yeah, they do like rotations, like, yeah. They're in shifts or whatever. Yeah. That his father had to teach him how to shoot like a twenty-two at nine. Yep. Right. And as far as it goes back to the reference here, it starts taking the innocence away. And he was saying that that's when his father it took some of his innocence away uh, when he showed him how to use a pistol. Um, I th- you know, like this is funny because the White Sox didn't say anything. And I think the White Sox didn't partially say anything because of Kenny Williams. And it was like, one, you you can view us as not being racist because we just told you the history of him being, you know, the first black GM in Chicago and only the third in the MLB. And we could just look at, and also when we're talking about being a black GM, one thing that's different from Kenny Williams being a black GM compared to, and I'm thinking it's in all sports, Kenny Williams had the power when he was a Like, yeah. you know, like Ron Schuler was good. Like when Kenny Williams took over the GM, like, or, or even look how Rick Hahn, there's a chance. Ken, Kenny Williams still has say-so on what Rick Hahn does. The only person above Kenny was Jerry. Mm-hmm. So Kenny had, and this is one thing that we're hearing in the NBA about these black GMs, how much of them, because even if you look uh, with Easterly here, it's still going to be Karnasovic that really is the last say of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the, the new question people are asking about how many, how much power do these GMs have? And I mean, again, I'm not saying it's bad that they get an opportunity to be GMs because that will lead to them to be the power broker in the future, perhaps. But still, I'm just going back to perhaps why the White Sox initially didn't jump out there. And I also think they wanted Kenny to talk when Kenny felt like talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the most part, it was pretty good. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 again, um, I think we can walk and chew gum. 
Uh, and well, I guess I, when I say that, that's back going back at me too. Because sometimes when Kenny mentioned a uh, black on black crime, and um, I, I, when I say we can walk with you gum, I think I was trying to say it uh, to say that right now we're focusing on this, but I actually meant it in the wrong way. Because I, I guess you can say that, but sometimes I feel like it's taking the attention away and it's also used in an all lives matter manner a lot of times when we're having this discussion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And as I always say, I don't pay Pookie. You know what I'm saying? Pookie's out there doing what Pookie does. You know, but the police officer, that's my tax money right there, right? Like, listen, and I'm not for pookies, all right? Like, I'm not here, I'm not, that's not, I'm not pr- trying to protect them. I'm not saying that uh, young brothers that are lost don't need to be uh, be put in place. And again, I'm drifting off into it, but it also goes with the being systemic. And when you have these people at the at the bottom, this and also how it's set up, because you want these people to go to jail, because you have these, these, these basically these prison farms as far as in these little towns or whatever that's that's the whole economy and things like that making um, shit but, making making yeah making sh- like just it's, it's a it's a college it's really a college if you look at like, i wouldn't go that far that's a plan it's, i think it's a plan no no no, no. Not, i'm not saying i'm not saying that it's not a i'm not saying it in a uh, um positive connotation is not what i mean i mean if you can look at a college town and if you take, like you mentioned, for instance, oh, okay. the University of Chicago and what it meant, as far as books we were in earlier yeah. in the show, mm-hmm. if, if, if you snatch University of Chicago mm-hmm. out of High Park, High Park isn't High Park. No, you know not. what I'm saying? So the point that I'm making when I'm, I'm using it as a college, as far as if, if any of you've been to a college town, like, like for instance, in Carbondale, I think when I was going down there, uh, the population may have been like 28,000 uh, people. But like 21 at least had something to do with the university. university. So that's students. That's workers. That's and that's the same with these prisons. To where they these are. This is the local economy in mm-hmm. these places, and that's part of the reason you do fuel. And you got to keep fueling the beast. It's yeah. the point that I'm trying to get to. That, but I'm yeah. done. Go ahead, dude. Uh, oh, uh, no, no, I, no. I agree. I agree. I think um, the interview was good with Kenny Williams. I liked it a lot. Um, learned some stuff. Um, this it, and, I, and I tweeted this out. I was like. You know, it's always fascinating to hear about people's background. It's, I mean, you know, African-American man. So I identify with him, obviously. But it's always interesting to hear about people's background, even though their background is probably just like yours. Because you, you don't know everybody's background. You know what I'm saying? He probably could have fake, probably could have came from a, a family that was a, 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 yeah, once were slaves, but for a majority, majority of a kind of a most generations, about two or three generations, they could have been free. I don't know. But going to him. It was his what grandmother or great grandmother? His great grandmother. Great grandmother who was a slave. Right, right. I think no, I think she was biracial. I think she was the was she the daughter of a slave and a slave owner? It was no, something like a that. Slave, but she looked like she was biracial. Yeah, but she, she was, was slave. With a though. French, a French gentleman. You're right. Uh, initially, it seemed like he's Kenny mentioned, I believe, a concubine. I mm-hmm. think, and again, she he had like ten kids with her, and then her. Kenny made it seem like the family pressure him that he needs to get with a a, a, a white, a white woman, woman. Uh-huh. uh huh but still you have to look at the you know and this goes like with the thomas jefferson stuff yeah how yeah. much of this was really her her will probably was our dynamic is all messed up probably wasn't and probably what wasn't you were at saying, all she went on to have slaves herself because this is the only way that she could free them right was to have slaves and the only people and she i think it was some of her kids too right yeah it was i think her three of her kids the two of her kids and maybe her her husband I think it was the only people she wasn't able to free. free. She became a prominent business person. Right. Um, uh, his grandmother. Yeah. You know what I'm and that was the only way that she could free people is to hire them. To say that they were slaves, but they kind of like, you know, saying she brought them into the home. But, you know, what I'm saying you never know someone's background and what they came from. And I always think about I always say this. Um, slavery wasn't that long ago. Uh-uh. 
which wasn't that long ago at all. I had the I had the uh, the the benefit of actually meeting my great grandmother, right? But my great grandma, my great grandmother was born in 1916, so this is well as slavery. But her mother, nine times out of ten, my great great grandmother was probably a slave. Boy. And I'm t- I'm, sp- I'm speaking to you right now uh-huh. through a computer, and we could talk on phones. Think about that. Think about that. My great great grandmother, who w- was probably a slave down in uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and I'm able to speak to you through a computer. Just think about that conception with the time. It's not that long ago. My, yeah. My my grand my, my great grandmother died when I was like five. She lived with us mm-hmm. uh, here out east the house that I showed you the. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she was still able to watch dishes and stuff until time where she couldn't do a lot or whatever. And we celebrated, I believe she died when she was either a hundred or like, oh, wow. You know, right. So mind you, this was like, dude, so this she, saw, be, she saw it all. This was yeah. in the early, this was in the eighties. So to let you know when she was, she was born in the 1800s. Yeah. Right. Wow. I mean, right. So talking about the things that she witnessed, or whatever, um, Afton always wants to do a DNA test. Oh, partially, she wants to do a DNA test for them, for her, to find out why I look like this or whatever. But I'm black, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you should get one. You don't look right. We need yeah, a DNA yeah. test. I'm, I'm, she's like, her, her thing is, it's like, I don't know if it's like French and, I mean, because again, it's like, oh, we can find out how, no, I'm, I'm oh, not you. talking about mine. Oh, my okay. great grandmother. Oh, uh, she's, uh, like- I think, go ahead, Ryan, what was you about to say? I'm the dude from Oz. I don't, but that's partially why she she wants she wants to find out. You should I'll do it for the kid. I'm like, well, I don't want to get these tools. My dude. All right, that's <laughs> nothing. Okay, uh, see what you, what you think about the um, interview. Yeah, shout out to Lawrence Holmes, friend of the show. That's how I heard the interview on, from Six Seventy mm. Score in Chicago. He he basically uh, um, replayed the entire interview on his show the, the other day for the first hour. Uh, a couple of things that I that that stuck out to me in the interview. One, when Kenny Williams said when he uh, went to work, he had to dress uh, appropriately for work. We had on a suit. So, some people um, still wanted to say something, but they couldn't because they respected him because of his uh, attire. But when he took off the suit, uh, mm-hmm. people looked at him as just a quote-unquote normal uh, black man that didn't deserve respect. And I, and I think many people that, uh, that didn't like Kenny Williams, I think, I'm sure some people still don't like him, not just because of his color of his skin, but uh, uh, he's a very uh, an intense guy, and he believes what he believes. He's a very, I want to say, stern guy. He doesn't back down to anybody because, uh, for those that don't know, he was a former player as well. So you bring that attitude into the front office, and that's that what becomes of you, which is part of your personality. I think that may rub some people the wrong way. Mm. Right? Yeah, it was uh, obviously a very powerful video i think the thing that strikes me is just the innocence thing like his innocence kind of being taken away by his dad because he needed to prepare him how he prepared his sons and uh you know tried to get them ready for the real life world and seeing what actually happens or how some people have these crazy point of views like Mm -hmm. i remember just kind of like you know when you're young thinking like what you're going to kind of be like as a dad or something. And I was always thinking like, man, that innocence ain't worth nothing. Like you got to get them prepared. You got to get them ready. But for some reason, it's like, man, that's just so sad when I hear this story. Yeah. Yeah. Now we had kind of had the same conversations about grace in the sense of like before Chanel was like, I want to protect our innocence. I really want to protect our innocence. 
But and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's a real world, you know what I'm saying? But now it's kind of flipped with now it's like, okay, we gotta really sit down and talk to her about race. And I'm like, damn, I don't wanna have to have that touch of a heavy talk with her. Although I but I'm more of a straight blunt kind of a guy when it comes to kind of explaining things to her. Like yesterday, Juneteenth, right? And I was like, Do you know what today is? She like no, like it's Juneteenth. Come here. Let me sit down and, and show you this video or talk to you about it, or whatever like that. And I had to find a video, obviously, you know, saying that's kind of catered towards kids. But, you know, but we still have everything that's going on. And Grace is, you know, she's she, she's hearing about it secondhand or, you know, it's it's a lot. So I don't want to take it, take take that innocence away from my eight year old daughter. I just want my eight year old daughter to have a regular life, you know, but just be an eight year old girl, just be an eight year old girl. But I have to come to reality. Like, listen, when you're 10, you're going to be 10, 13 years old in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be in high school and things of that nature. You on a, not even before high school shit, probably yeah, like middle six, school, seven, middle school. Be going through some stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I need to kind of prepare you. Thankfully she goes to a more diverse school compared to like, I know some black people uh, or Latino people, black Latinx people may live in the suburbs and their kids might be the only black or brown kid in the classroom. Uh, that's like a whole nother ball game. But thankfully she does go to a school, which is predominantly, uh, which, which is very diverse. So, but now, nah, man, to take your kids innocence, man, it's, it's a part of life, but it's just like, damn. It's I like a heavy that. decision, you know, like it is, you can't go back. No, you can't. Once you tell them that, you know what I'm saying? Especially Ken, he has a son, you know what I'm saying? About to have a preteen son at that. So, oh, yeah, man, that's so. a whole other, that's a whole, I had to deal with a girl. And that's, that's issues. That's issues already. But having a I, son. Woo. We just keep it. I mean, he's to the Keep age. it a bunch. He's been a hundred. Yeah. He's, and I mean, I think about what I was on when I was 11. I mean, I, I feel like I was somewhat quote unquote sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's things I expect from him, but um, I mean, I just, I'm just honest. Um, I, I mean, to a certain degree, he's sheltered. So even though you could say his innocence has been taken from him, I mean, my, my son you gave him a better life. You gave yeah, him a better life. Hasn't, my son hasn't ridden, ridden really on uh, mass transit like that. Like when I was a kid, I was going to Inglewood. Mm -hmm. I was going to the low end. I was on the bus all the time on the L. Uh, so I was always I was walking through different gang neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So like there's certain, certain things to where it's kind of like just and it's like even though Chicago is as violent as it was when I was growing up, it's not as organized. Right. So sometimes I feel like you can go through someone's neighborhood. You can go through neighborhoods now like you couldn't back in the day. True. All right. Because there were soldiers that was posted all over that area. You right. was going to, you'd be lucky to make it through unscathed. Um, and that's not to say sometimes that doesn't happen now. But um, yeah, just try to be real honest, um, open, uh, make sure that it's a two-way conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I'm, if I'm telling you something you don't understand, let's go back so you can kind of understand. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to still make the world... Um, I still try to make it seem like he should be a good person. It's funny. He made a comment about uh, Trump yesterday. He was like something. He was just kind, he was kind of condemning. Uh, he was dissing Trump. Mm -hmm. And I was he's basically told him like, chill, because you know he's stupid. So there's no reason to allow that energy. Why, why, are you picking on, why are you picking on that boy? You know he didn't get that much sense. <laughs> that's, that's how you were selling him. Yeah, that's basically what I said. That's basically, that's basically what I said, D. That's basically what I said, right? Stop what they say down Stop south. Mr. Boy. What they say down south? Oh, God bless him. Or yeah. I forget whatever they, however they praise him. They say. You know he, you know he ain't got it all. Why are you messing with that but boy? I, but, I, but I was just telling him because I don't want him to um, always 
go along with something because he believes that's what the, the tenor of the room is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even though don't we, a, um, we look follower. at Trump and we, you know, we look at Trump and like I said before, when he asked me, is he the worst president ever? And I started naming them other bad presidents, mm-hmm. you know, just so you know, and I start telling them why this president, like this president was actually doing this, like physically, like really impairing your people in ways or whatever. And just, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this president had slaves, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. going through all of that stuff with them. Uh, so it just won't be all I know is Trump's a bad person. And no, no, I want you to have the whole picture of everything so you can judge this. But also, I want to try to give you some wisdom with how you go about judging in certain situations, scenarios. Have you all, I know, Ken, you, I mean, you put me up on a, the miniseries when it comes to the History Channel. I, I love the History Channel, but I know there was a miniseries to the George Washington. Have you all seen the one on U- Ulysses S. Grant? I've watched three. No, I've heard it's great. I watched three. Oh, I watched three. I man. I kind of seen, I think I've seen most of it. It's you know, good. I, you know, I got to watch. I mean, me and Afton, it's good. we were both, me and Afton, we're both watching. Yeah, it's, it's uh, really good. It's uh, really good. I, I've heard through all three of them. I jumped to the last one because I kind of watched them out of order. Uh, mm. But I'm just thinking about the last one and how mm. Jefferson uh, was up there messing up and then he got real blood. It's just like, when it's, it, it, first of all, when you think about how many people died in the Civil War. Civil War, yeah. It's crazy. Dude, right? I have, I mean, like, I Gettysburg have, is just insane, right, like, right. by itself. But they they, 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 go, they go through all the different battles that, obviously, that he was uh, the commander general over. Um, but they talk they about... they needed him. Yeah, they, they definitely needed him, man. Ooh, definitely needed need him. him. Man, the Civil War itself has so many, like, smaller stories that uh, have such big... All those guys uh, that school together. All those, with, like, all all those school together. A black woman. A black woman I, I saw this yesterday on twitter a black woman actually was just, I, uh, I don't know if she was a slave or not probably was at that time i don't know but uh she actually got the plans to the union about the confederate ship that they was building it was a steel it was an iron uh, yeah, iron ship, ironclad, ironclad, ironclad yeah but she yeah. got up to the north and they were the people down south like oh she dumb she can't read she don't know what we're talking about they, she went to the north and she was actually able to tell the union say hey i need to build this ship because they're doing this over here Anyway, really? Um, yeah, it's really that's good. A it's very interesting. It's story. very it's small. Oh, that's that's that, small stories. That's that ironclad. Yeah, that's that ironclad. Ship, and then they, they made they, like the submarine for like the it union, was like the, right? the the union had the monitor and the, the union had a monitor. No, and the, I think the monitor was no, no, no. I think the union. No, I think the union had the monitor and the the Confederate had the Mermac or something like that. That was the actual um, name. Yeah, that might it. be it. Yeah. That was the actual names of it. But but. Anybody out there can definitely, I would say, because I'm, I'm probably going to try to have Grace for her attention span. She's still eight years old. Kenton yeah. will probably get into it. Just the layout of his life. They don't love history every, like, I don't, I, I get on Kenton you know, about that. But this is the thing, though. But this is the yeah. thing, oh, I say you should probably watch it. The last yeah. episode really, really kind of set you up to as to what's going on right now. Well, reconstruction, uh, the failure of reconstruction, uh, how the KKK white supremacy infiltrated the law enforcement. It sets you up. If you look at it this particular time right now and you can see what happened back then, you can see over like 200 years how shit is all is all linear and how we're going through right now goes back to Ulysses S. Grant. My grandmother's maiden name is uh, Grant. No, I'm talking about my great grandmother's maiden name is Grant. I have a cousin that's like not that much older than me. His name is Ulysses S. Grant. Hmm. So that lets you know how bad, how big of an impact the union was on black people that they was naming their black kids 
after the general. Real quick, the fact that his parents were abolitionists and yes. he married he married a slaveholder's daughter. Yes, yes. Shuddy was like, God, this is too good. I, I forget how I was raised. Right? No, 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 no. He still did. He still <laughs> rock with it, though. He was, no, I'm not saying he didn't, he had but I mean, he still... I mean, yeah, yeah. Come on, though. All right. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, he, this, 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 this. Whoa, bro. Yeah, one slave. Yeah, no, 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 no. Whoa, bro. What? No, he's like, watch. get your facts right. No, this is watch, History Channel. Watch the one. Watch it, man. It's it's really, really good.